Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Disney Time Podcast. I'm your host, Micah, and joining me today is my co-host, Rissa. Hello. How's it going today, Rissa? Doing all right. All right. So on today's episode, well, we're going to be talking about your your trip down to Disneyland over the Memorial Day weekend. Yeah. It's been a while since we've uh, talked to our listeners, though. Yeah. So there's been like a lot of things that happened with Disneyland in particular. And I guess we, you know, since you just went, we can talk about how it is right now. And then we can, since you have an upcoming trip, we can talk about what it's going to be like probably when you go next time. Yeah. I'm honestly not really sure what it's going to be like, considering California is going to be changing its rules shortly this month. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So currently we can talk about how it was with the way that California is right now until June 15 when they like reopen everything. <laughs> yeah, and they open it up to out-of-staters. Exactly, because they're of course going to increase capacity when that happens. So yeah, let's, uh, let's talk about this most recent trip. So uh, actually before that, this past Friday the 4th, they uh, opened up Avengers Campus. Mm-hmm. Did you did you like see? I know you, I think you shared the the streaming for when they did the Thursday night like premiere thing. Did you did you like get to watch any of that? I watched the rec- the recording. Uh huh. It was pretty cool. They had a whole bunch of like clips at first. Like half of the show was basically clips, and then they had um, Bob Chapek. I think also the president of Disneyland. Disneyland, yeah, yeah. I and forget then his name. They had Sam Wilson. <laughs> I don't know the actor's name. Uh, Anthony Mackie. There was another actor there, right? Yeah, it was Paul Rudd. Oh, yeah, that's right. Because they have an Ant-Man cafeteria, right? Pim's Kitchen? Yeah. Oh, Test Kitchen, I think. Pim's Test Kitchen? Pim's Test Kitchen and Test Lab. Nice. All right. So, yeah, I mean, it would look cool. Um, did you see anything from opening day? Any of the, the stuff that was happening at all? Um, I saw that the lines <laughs> for all the rides were really short. And I was like, oh, weird. It must be like the Star Wars Galaxy's Edge effect, like when you went on opening day. But then I saw the articles and nope, it was just people standing in the standby line trying to get into the campus. Oh, that's what that line was. <laughs> yeah. The, so all of the ride lines were really short because everybody was just trying to get into the campus. And it was like madness. It looped throughout the whole entire park. Oh, so they were just like trying to keep people from getting in into yeah, the they, campus or they were like they did the... Uh, the whole wait queue thing, boarding pass? No, they didn't have boarding passes. Only for web slingers. That's the only guaranteed way for you to get into the campus. Otherwise, you have to do standby. Wow. Nelson had mentioned that they were allowing people with mobile orders to get in. But from a lot of articles I was reading, they said it's not actually a guarantee. They may or may not allow you to get in. So you shouldn't hit I'm here for your mobile order until you're actually inside. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. I I would have thought, you know, they'll do a virtual queue or something. Nope, not for the actual land. And actually for mobile orders, it they were out of mobile order windows before like 7 a.m. What? Mm-hmm. For the whole day, huh? For the whole day. That's crazy. Wow. I can't believe. And then I, I saw a picture where somebody like tweeted it where they said that the land right now is just people sitting around mm-hmm. waiting for their boarding pass to come or waiting for their more mobile order window because once they get in, they don't want to leave. 
Right. <laughs> yeah, because that line loops literally throughout the whole entire park. Uh, hopefully it gets more efficient. And then, you know, by the time you get there, it's they have things down. I'm thinking it's because of capacity limits right now. They're not allowing a lot of people in. And the craziest part is they put the barricades like right at the edge of the Hyperion Theater. So you can't even ride Guardians, even though the wait times were like five minutes the whole day. What? Mm-hmm. You couldn't, nobody could ride Guardians or you, people, people you can't were. Ride, I mean, people were, but like most people were waiting for trying to get into the, the campus, but they're counting event, uh, they're counting Guardians as part of the campus. Oh, so you have to get in the campus to ride it. Yep. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, I guess that makes sense because it's part of the Marvel Universe. So they yeah. added it in there. <laughs> I just kind of wish that they didn't, but I understand why because. Uh, by the back where you know we're used to stand in line for the frozen show and for aladdin um they're using that as overflow seating for pims oh okay yeah so what did they do for the show there's no show oh no show right now okay no it's gone like they're never gonna bring a show back to the hyperion Mm -hmm. well they're not bringing back the frozen show okay so if they were in theory to bring a show to the hyperion where do you think they would line up inside or how would they do that i don't know wow okay okay but so far, I mean, obviously, they're not doing theater stuff nope. because of the COVID thing. So, yeah. So let's let's talk about your, your trip now since, you know, you got to experience it with all the regulations and stuff that they currently have in place. Uh, how did you how did you find the trip itself? Was it like difficult to hop and stuff or was it easy? No, it was relatively easy. The, the hardest part was actually getting into the parks. We stayed across the street, but it still took us like 30 minutes to an hour to actually get in. So we showed up before a little bit before eight each day since park openings were at nine. Oh, wow. Was it like the line was really long to just uh, get through screening and stuff? Yeah, the line looped down harbor and throughout the whole shuttle area. Wow. Yeah, because, um, and, and that's just on that side. So I would imagine also on the downtown Disney side, it's pretty long as well, like uh, by the parking garage. And this is with limited capacity too. Yeah, uh, honestly, it didn't feel like it was limited capacity the whole day. Um, I'm not sure if it just had to do with the fact that there was no fast pass enabled. So all of the wait times were like, like 45 minutes upwards. Wow. So everything was just a lot of <laughs> lines. Yeah. And right? there were a lot of people like there was, I mean, it felt, it didn't feel like a typical like holiday weekend, but it definitely felt like a normal like trip day where it's pretty crowded, like a weekday trip. Wow. That's, that's crazy. Like I'm, I want, I'm wondering what's going to happen when they open up. It's just going to be back to normal. Would you think that? Oh, I think so. I mean, they're still using the reservation system, but to me, it was definitely clear that they they added more capacity for that weekend. Oh, okay. Just for this for this Memorial Day weekend, since they know people want to go there. I feel like that's what they did because it was a lot more crowded than during the week that I was like during the week I was tracking the wait times and uh, it's it's been getting a lot more crowded. Yeah, I mean, and they even announced that they're increasing capacity, especially after that June fifteenth date. They're really gonna they're really gonna bump it up and even allow out of staters to come in and make reservations too. Yeah. So when you made a reservation, did you have to make a reservation for the park, each park? So their reservation system actually has changed ever since I made that reservation. Uh huh. Now it's linked. So when you buy a ticket, you automatically choose your days and your reservation is set. But when I made it, it was during that mad dash to get a reservation and tickets. So you had to buy your tickets first. 
uh, if you didn't already have one, and then make a reservation. And the site kept crashing uh, like three three separate times, according to people. Some people were waiting hours and hours uh, to get it, but I was one of the fortunate people that got it right away. Within the first 10 minutes or so, I was I got my tickets and got my reservation for the May trip. And you have to you had to make reservations for each day that you had tickets for. So you had to back out and then go back in. So for our first day, we went, we started in Disneyland, but we had park hoppers. So we, after 1 p.m., we were able to go to DCA. And then we did the opposite on the second day. So we started in DCA and then hopped over to Disneyland after 1 p.m. So they only allow one hop? Is that No, you can did, hop or? as much as you want after 1 okay. p.m. Oh, do they do that just for capacity purposes? Or? Yes, to, to manage capacity. I'm not really sure like how they manage their capacity, but you can tell from their reservation calendar that they have their one park per day calendar separate from the, the park hoppers. So I'm, I'm sure that they have some sort of ratio in which they... They account for that. Okay. Okay. So that they know, oh, yeah, this is how many were the one park. Yeah. And, and then they just say, okay. How uh, the potential of how many we might cap out it once they hop. Ah, because there's going to be so many people that have the hoppers already. Right. That's interesting how they're, how they're doing the logistics on that. It just seems like, you know, after 1 p.m., if you can hop as many times as you want, then, you know, won't that just make everything? <laughs> Capacity? Yeah, yeah, that it. That's why I thought it was really weird. That why why one p.m. What's so significant about that? Yeah, exactly. Maybe it's more to um, gauge the lunch crowd. Ah, okay. <laughs> yeah. Or like the people that come in at lunch, or like where they're gonna be eating at, or more like um, controlling the amount of load that each restaurant has. You know. Okay. Okay. I mean, it was bad enough with a, like almost all of the restaurants were exclusively mobile order, and the difficulty about the mobile order right now is uh you basically have to plan your whole day around when you're gonna eat uh because the windows aren't like they used to be where you're like oh i'm feeling kind of peckish i'm gonna go see what the window is oh it's only like 10 to 30 minutes out now it's like hours and hours out you know i i ran into ran into that during touch of disney where it's like the, they do mobile orders but then the window is like five hours later i said what is this yeah <laughs> which is why with touch of disney we just went up to the wind you know up, up to to the booth and ordered at one of the things and then we're, we're able to get it but they didn't even have an option for that at some of their their stations so we went to the coffee cart on dc uh, our dca day the one by the pier and they were exclusively mobile order and the next one out was like an hour out and i'm like well <laughs> i need my coffee right now is that the reason why so i saw that like the starbucks over on uh, buena vista street was just like an hour long wait mm -hmm. just for the starbucks is that the reason why because like the coffee cart is only mobile order yeah, and stuff? the coffee cart is only mobile order. A lot of people don't know that Ghirardelli actually serves coffee. I didn't know until I actually was looking for coffee and Nelson was like, oh, maybe we can check Ghirardelli. And we went in and we were the only people there. They had just opened. So I got my coffee and we went back to Racers. So this is a, so that's a hack now? Is that a hack? That's my hack. <laughs> okay, listeners, that's Riz's hack, so don't take it. Don't take it. <laughs> I want my coffee. Yeah. Yeah, you need the coffee. That's that's a secret place now. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, that's that's pretty crazy that a lot of these places are just mobile order exclusive. 
Yeah, a, it's it's not very user friendly in my opinion because not everybody is a smartphone user. That's right. And clearly, like the restaurants aren't serving at capacity right now. Their staff is way limited, so they're not turning out as much food as quickly as possible. Bengal Barbecue was an exception. Uh, we were able to get food like right away, and there were a lot of windows. I, I think it's just because the way that they serve their food, it's so easy. Yeah, it's always that window there that's yeah. open. And they stopped serving rice plates. Oh, did they? Yeah. Oh. Only skewers. So it's just the, the sticks now. Yeah, okay. just skewers. Okay. And and that's where you can actually buy pickles. The only place we found was Bengal Barbecue. Interesting. I wonder how much that's going to change once they increase the capacity and increase the amount of like workers there are. I hope it changes. Um, I hope they bring back the marketplaces because you you know those stands where you get like fresh fruit and fresh veggies and stuff. Those were all closed. Oh, it probably just didn't have enough staff and enough you know people to. To, like bring all the food over there and stuff. Yeah, Dole Whip stand was closed, so everybody was at Tropical Hideaway, and those windows were crazy. Like if you wanted, if you wanted um, a Dole Whip, you had to get it. Like we checked at noon, and the next window out was like 8 p.m. Wow. Yeah. Man, that is crazy. Mm-hmm. So we were talking about we we're talking restaurants. So did you were you able to get any dining or sitting in? <laughs> we did. Um, we managed to strategically when they announced that they were going to start taking reservations, I was able to hop on that and sit in yet another queue <laughs> to <Ooh. laughs> uh yeah to to get reservations so we got lamplight on the first day for dinner and then we had carthay lounge for lunch the next day so both california adventure was there anything in disneyland available at all blue bayou had opened up on the 28th but we ended up just we have reservations for a july trip okay so you're gonna do blue bayou now yeah so you had taken a, a picture of a new restaurant that they're making what was the name it's in northern square what was the name of that again that's so that's a rumor that that's gonna be tiana's place oh yeah so i took pictures of the signs because there's been a bunch of buzz around it people have been speculating that that's gonna be a tiana based restaurant that storefront used to be the dress shop within new orleans square ah yes yes i i do remember the dress shop right okay so yeah that's cool that they're changing it up hopefully it's something tiana related that'll be nice yeah there's a lot of teasing about it because of the signs and the font. And apparently somewhere else in New Orleans Square, there is a little Easter egg in a window where you can see Naveen and Tiana in frog form. Ooh. Yeah, I Did didn't... Did you ever... Okay. I didn't find it. <laughs> you you searched for it though? I didn't look very hard because like I was saying, it, it was actually surprisingly crowded. Right. Yeah. Okay. So in terms of, of crowd, was it really crowded just... You know, everywhere, what, you know, was there room to walk or how did, how was that in terms of spacing and distancing? And stuff? I mean, they've definitely removed a lot of seating. So you do have a lot more places to walk, but with the six feet distancing and the markers, some people aren't very good about following the markers. We ran into that multiple times, but you can tell how crowded it is, especially with the new Snow White's Enchanted Wish. That line stretches all the way onto Main Street. What? Just for yeah. Snow White? Mm-hmm. It loops through Fantasy Fair where you, you know, meet the princesses through that outdoor queue and then goes in towards the, the side entrance of Fantasyland through the castle and then into the, the main queue for Snow White. So is it, would you say it's even longer than Peter Pan? Oh, definitely right now. Wow, that's that's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Peter Pan was averaging like 25, 30 minutes. Oh, so then that means that would be the time for you guys to ride Peter Pan, right? <laughs> yeah, but we didn't. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> you guys have a short Peter Pan wait, but you didn't ride it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there were, we handled 
we like tackled a lot on the first day we were there, but the Sunday crowd really came through. And the fact that Rise of the Resistance was down that whole entire day on that Sunday, yeah, it, it definitely affected the crowds. So was Rise of the Resistance still running with, you know, the virtual queue? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And Indiana Jones had introduced a virtual queue as well. So they do a simultaneous standby line. And once the line gets way too long, it's virtual queue exclusively. And the trouble with that is that it's, they don't really tell you when it's going to become virtual queue. So you kind of just have to keep checking it throughout the day. And I had managed to get us a a group six virtual queue for, for Indiana Jones. And like maybe 10 minutes later, it was already gone. Wow. Yeah. Good thing you were able to get that then. Yeah. Compared to what it's like with uh, Rise where it's basically 10 seconds later and it's gone at the 7 a.m. drop. That's true. Yeah. Were you able to manage Rise? We were able to manage Rise on the first day because it was still running, but we didn't get the 7 a.m. queue. It was literally gone within seconds, but we were able to get it at noon. Oh, that's good. Yeah. The second drop. Mm -hmm. All right. At least it didn't go down in that first day where, you know, yeah, (laughs) the second day they wasn't even up. Yeah. That was unfortunate for uh, for a lot of people. Uh, my One of my friends uh, talked to a cast member about it and they said it had to do with the trackless system. It wasn't actually uh, communicating. I, I can imagine. I, I, I've seen that that ride has a lot of complications that happen with it because there's so many things that potentially could fail. <laughs> right. So it's a, a bit disconcerting about how they're saying that Web Slingers is the most technologically advanced ride they've ever made. So if Rise goes down that, that frequently, what more Web Slingers? Yeah. And so, and from what I've heard, it, it did go down that first day too. That so. makes sense. <laughs> and also, like I've also heard that the one in Universal is probably even better than this one. I don't know. <laughs> Wait, Universal has one? Uh, in Islands Florida? of Adventure, yeah, they have um, they have a ride. It's a it's a Spider Man ride. It's it's based on the comic though. It's uh-huh. not the MCU, but right. it's really cool because it's like the 4D experience mm-hmm. where you have different elements and like water and heat and stuff like that, and the ride vehicle goes up and down, so you feel like you're moving really fast and stuff but I yeah, honestly I, I rode that <laughs> I don't like that you know when the the vehicle actually moves and you're like yeah. turn and stuff I got really sick on the Harry Potter one the Hogwarts one yeah or yeah yeah because that one like the you're one on that the broomstick. flips yeah no uh, it flips you upside down <laughs> yeah yeah oh man yeah it, it was yeah that that 4D experience it's, it's trippy yeah because you've got screens and then you've mm-hmm. got movement and you're just like what am I paying attention to here <laughs> yeah your body doesn't really have like a anything to lock in on right yeah, but I, I I did enjoy the one in Universal, the Spider Man, because you're kind of just seated. You don't you don't flip or anything. But okay. You get like you get the the heat when there's fire going by you, and you get the the water when there's like you know splashes and stuff. But it's good. It's good. <laughs> what do you think of the sixty five dollar oh up to sixty five dollar upgrade for Web Slingers? Because I, I got to look at the modules at the Backlot store. And I mean, they look kind of cheap. They're cheap plastic. Do you build those things? No, I, I heard they're, you get to... no, they're already built. Okay, okay. Yeah. And you basically get two options. You get uh, the Repulsor or the Web Replicator where you can shoot multi-webs. Mm. But yeah, you can't like add attachments to it, but you can make it like specialized. So that's why it can be up to uh, $65 because you can put different plating on it. I don't know, but I don't know. I think it's like a money grab, you know? Oh, definitely. (laughs) Definitely. Because you can't really use it outside of the park. Right. Like that's the only place you can use it. And it's just, you know, that's where you make it, then you use it. And then, okay, what now? (laughs) Yeah. But I did get to play around with the spider bots because they had a little demo in the Hollywood land. And it's pretty cool. 
you get to battle each other and uh, you basically have some shots with the with a remote control and then it pops the plate off if you win. Oh wow! Yeah, it's it's fun. Did did they were they like testing out the animatronic Spider Man? Did, did you see him at all? I couldn't like, see it. <laughs> I couldn't see. It. I, I basically we didn't stay like stick around to peek at the Avengers campus the whole time. We were just walking around. But on our DCA day, it was surprising that we we didn't even basically make it past Pixar Pier. We didn't go to the Paradise Gardens. We didn't ride Little Mermaid. Lines were just crazy. Is it just because, you know, it's Memorial Day weekend or it's just because of the limited amount of staff and pe- capacity and stuff? Or I think what do all you think? of the above. Like, people are pent up. It was a holiday weekend. So Californians are still staying within California. They're not going out of state. So they were just, they're pent up. They they were managed. They managed to get tickets and reservations, and they went to the parks. Yeah, I mean, even you even got to see our cousin there with yeah. her family. So. Yeah, <laughs> but she's she told me she was on um, trying to get reservations for like eleven hours. Wow. Yeah, and That's I was a like, long time. yeah, I told her I was actually really lucky then because I I got it within you know the first launch of it. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. That's eleven hours is a long time. <laughs> yeah, I mean it crashed multiple times. I had several queues pop, and I was giving them to people. Oh yeah, yeah. So th- was it? Did the the queue system work like, you know, how you're able to give me the one for the Touch of Disney? Is it like that? It wasn't a queue it. Okay, okay. Yeah, it was it was more like a waiting page. So you kind of just had a countdown with the Big Thunder Mountain GIF going in the background. And oh, I, I saw that. Yeah, yeah, and I basically like had to DM people on Reddit, you know, that were asking for queues and I would give it to them. Because if multiple people use the queue, it would time out and say invalid. So the trick was to like actually personally give it to people. Yeah. That's that's pretty that's pretty interesting. I mean, they didn't use a queue at this time. They just no. used their uh, their own thing. Yeah, they used their own. It was not good. <laughs> it crashed multiple times. So yeah. And, you know, leave it to Disney to uh, have a crashing website all the time. <laughs> I mean, you would think by this point they would have things figured out, especially with the fact that they have so many servers operating Disney Plus. But I don't know. You know, I I, I quickly learned when I was working at Disney that like everything is everybody has a different system. Like there, it seems like their IT is not unified. They're oh, not, definitely um, not. You know, they have people for Disneyland specifically, for California specifically, you know, that are supporting them and then actually building these sites and stuff. It's just like, wow, everything is it's all over the place. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of funny that you talk about that because you remember when I got my lightsaber in Disney World? Um, and I got it shipped over and they didn't pack it right. So it broke. So I went over to Disneyland and they said, oh, we're on separate systems, but we can see what we can do. And they managed to fix it. But, you know, it was actually supposed to be Walt Disney World's responsibility. Exactly. Because they're the ones who messed it up. That's how separate they see themselves as instead of seeing that they're one company. Yeah. So, you know, when I was working at Disney World, it's like, oh, yeah, the other guys on the other side. Yeah. It's, it's <laughs> also like, what? <laughs> it's also ridiculous that they're like, oh, yeah, our tickets don't transfer. And you're oh, like, yeah, exactly. You're like, but you're the same company. Why can't you transfer the money from a Disney World ticket over to a Disneyland ticket? You know? Yeah. They have to refund and then you have to purchase it yourself, you know? <laughs> yeah. But they actually say Disneyland tickets are not refundable. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah, so it's just like, okay. You have to transfer it to a purchase in the future. Right. So, yeah. yeah. Just, it's messy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So what overall experience during this little bit post-pandemic time, what, what would you say? Was it still enjoyable or? I mean, definitely. It? It's always fun to be back in Disneyland. Some people need to grasp the fact that we're not completely out of the pan- pandemic yet. And they still need to be cognizant of people asking for space. Um, but I mean, all of that's 
going to go through the window pretty soon on June 15th. So I, I guess we just have to get used to it. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I'm just I'm a little wary of, of the spikes that might happen. So how are you feeling about your trip in on July 4? Because that's, you know, when it's already, you know, they, they've lifted this restrictions and going to be packed and right. they might, I don't know, they might bring back fireworks, you know, you never yeah, know, right? Yeah, I know. I mean, almost everybody in my party is vaccinated. The people that can get vaccinated have been vaccinated, but I'm, I'm still concerned about, you know, the variants that can happen if other people get infected. The, the virus has chances to mutate and then we have a bigger issue. So, I, I mean, I'm still going to be wearing a mask, even if Disney says not to, like they, they're not going to enforce it. I'm still going to wear it. it. It prevented me from getting the common cold this recent trip. So, you know. Yeah, exactly. You know, like I've, I've noticed before, you know, you'd come back from Disney and then you'd have like a cold. Right. You know? Yeah. I mean, my hands were so dry from the amount of hand sanitizer I used, but I felt like it was totally worth it. Yeah, especially if you don't get sick when you come back. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm usually coming back with some type of like sniffles or like a cough or something because of all the children. But yeah, I didn't I didn't catch anything the whole way down. That's good. That's yeah. good. So, you know, hopefully, you know, Disney is oh, they, they keep some sort of semblance of uh, trying to be responsible. I don't know. <laughs> they've opened up a lot of things, you know, and they've increased capacities everywhere. And I don't know. Just, I mean, they're a business. They gotta, they gotta do what they gotta do. But I'm just hoping that they start enforcing things and have, uh, you know, they care more. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, they did lose a lot of money through the parks for you know not having it up like open fully for the longest time. So I guess they're just trying to make it back. But it is kind of concerning, you know. They're just they're opening everything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but so far, it's been okay on the other side, as far as we know. But we don't really know. They haven't reported what's everything afterward. Right? Yeah, they, yeah exactly. they don't report all the numbers, so they're not. Also, I don't think they're allowed to ask. Yeah, exactly. And it's just like even because a lot of people go back to where they came from. So right. how can they tie that to Disney? Right? They they can't because they won't know that yeah. they, that's where they got it. Right? Mm-hmm. So it's it's just okay. You you know people have to know the risk and yeah, it's it's, it's, it's there, on, there it's there on the ticket. Right. So they they say they say uh, hopefully uh, you're either producing a negative COVID test or you are vaccinated before you enter the parks. Um, I would like them to be a little bit more strong-handed on that and require it. You know, have a rapid test or something because they did that at a, a Warriors game recently, and I, I felt really comfortable with that. Yeah, they they gave everybody a rapid test, or did you just show your vaccination card? Both. So you can either you can either um, produce your vaccination card and they'll let you in through any entrance or you have to get a test where they funnel you in through a single entrance. Yeah, that makes it, you know, people will feel safer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, you know, we'll see how it happens on uh, when you go to your next <laughs> your next Disney trip. Yeah, it, it just it feels a little weird to to go back to life, you know, especially when you look around the world and not everybody's recovered. It feels like it puts everything into perspective for sure. And I was complaining a lot less than I usually do during a Disneyland trip because you kind of just become thankful for the fact that you're privileged enough to be in the park and to enjoy time with your family and your friends um, without worrying, you know? Yeah, yeah. So even with, you know, longer 
wait times or even if it, it feels like, oh, it's so packed and stuff, you kind of are just appreciative that, hey, Disneyland is open. Right? Yeah. And you're kind of just like, you know what? There could be worse things than waiting and standing in line and being sweaty around other people, you know, especially after a worldwide pandemic. We're definitely a privileged country and a privileged people to be able to say that we got to go to Disneyland, you know? Yeah, because then you even look at other countries like Canada having a hard time getting vaccines. You India. Know? Like, yeah. Yeah. These other countries that even first world countries, you'd think, oh, yeah, they'll get access. But over here, we we all like most people that want it got it. Right? Yeah, we're definitely blessed. And uh, our country is asking and begging people to continue to get vaccinated. And we're only at 65 percent. So, yeah, exactly. To back to the, the rides, you took a video of this of the Snow White adventure. Mm hmm. What did you think of the changes that they made to it? I loved it. They integrated the existing artwork really well with projection mapping. Um, the technology was really cool and the ride track, clearly they improved it. It felt a lot smoother, but there was just so much to take in. Um, I felt like I should have sat in the back seat to get a better view because I had to kind of like whip the camera back and forth because it there's just a lot to look at it's just all around you yeah it's 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 all around you and there's like little little things that you kind of miss because like right when you enter the the queue the actual building queue because they wrap you around everywhere but when you enter the building queue you look at the little window that is supposed to be the dwarf's cabin and you can see the shadows of them dancing oh wow yeah it's it's really cool and then when you board the ride you make that turn into their cabin and there they are dancing and singing that's so cool yeah i, I like that they did that stuff yeah and it, it you know they still had the the witch with the the turn and everything where she's you know the beautiful queen and then she turns to the evil witch the apple is gone you know where she's you know the 3d apple that she's reaching out to you but everything just it felt a lot smoother the the story was a lot better and you actually got to see the witch up on the mountainside with the with the rock and her sneaking around so yeah the the story flowed a lot better so at the end i know they that at first it was controversial where they had him kissing her but i looked at the video did they take that out? No, it's still there. No? Yeah. Okay. She, He does kiss her, but I think it's a little bit different. You know, it's th we've gone over the Disney story before on our fairy tales um, section of our, of our podcast. And they changed the story compared to the actual Grimm story. And um, I think it's a little bit more acceptable considering he was saying goodbye to her. It didn't look like he was kissing her on the lips in, in the ride. I couldn't really tell because it happens really quickly and they do a lot of different changes where all of a sudden he leans over and then she's awake so yeah i i feel like i don't know if they changed it or if that's just how it always was and people were blowing it out of proportion yeah because when i watched it i was like did he even kiss her it just looked like he leaned and she leaned up and i was like okay yeah so that's it yeah yeah it wasn't <laughs> it like fast. A, yeah it wasn't like a full-on on the lips kind of kiss like he didn't dwell there you know Right, yeah. It's just like a, like a peck, done, done, you know, like, whoa, okay, that was quick. Yeah, kind of like when you say goodbye to a family member. <laughs> I mean, it's a little weird when you, you know, kiss a corpse, but people do it, you know? Yeah, I mean, if you see it, you've seen it, I've seen it. Yeah, people <laughs> so, do it. I personally kiss wouldn't. kiss corpse goodbye. But like, some people do it. It's a thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's really a thing. It's so. a thing. And he must have been shocked, though, when, when he sees her waking up. Oh, like, definitely. What the? <laughs> but in this story, in the Disney version, he's not some random prince. He, he he met her. You know, he saw her 
from afar while at her wishing well. So, I mean, there's at least that connection and history there. But yeah, I, I feel like some people were taking it a little bit out of proportion because it didn't seem it didn't seem like he was taking advantage of her because he thought she was dead, you know? Yeah, yeah. So it's just like, you know, you're just going to be he's going to be um, saying goodbye and that's it. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it was a funeral. The dwarves were there and he was bidding her goodbye. So, yeah. So it was uh it was done well. I I I liked um the video you shot, but it must have been a lot better in person, right? Oh yeah, it definitely is a lot better in person. Like I said, there's a lot to look at and it's hard to kind of capture it all and it's a quick ride, you know? So did you just ride it one time or did you brave the line a second nope, time? <laughs> just the one. It was way too long. For that short of a ride that's mm-hmm. the, way too long, huh? Yeah. The the haunted mansion, they mm-hmm. have that 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 entrance where you skip the you know stretching room yeah that you guys did that too right yeah I took a video of that yeah what did you uh what did you think of going through the that other entrance it's so much quicker we skipped a significant portion of the line just to get to the the doom buggies right yeah so it went probably from uh maybe a 45 minute wait to more like a 15 minute wait for us oh wow yeah did, were there people that actually wanted to keep doing the stretching room and did they offer that yeah, they ask people, um, are you willing to go down the stairs? You're going to miss the, you know, the other scene. People are like, yeah, let's go. I want to go down the stairs. So so you didn't think it like ruined, um, ruined the, the mystery or anything like that? or No, just- no. It was really well decorated. It was cool seeing this new perspective of the, of the haunted mansion. And it was nice not being up on other people's bodies, you know? Yeah, because they make you like squish in and all yeah. that, the dead center of the room and all yeah, that. But yeah, but that's why the haunted line is so long right now and they're doing this alternate because they're not packing it in. Oh, so they're not saying everybody go into the dead center and they have to give some They're distance, spacing right? people out, yeah. And they're capping numbers of parties. Pirates is that way too. Uh, we got our own boat. Oh. As a party of five. Was the line really long then because they did that? Mm-hmm. The line is very long because some Parties are like parties of one or two, and they get their own boat. Yikes. That that must have been a a really, really long wait. Yeah. Haunted and Pirates, their lines stretch throughout New Orleans Square. So that that also kind of leads into why there was, like, not as much walking room. Because those those corridors are are already, and walkways are already kind of cramped, you know? Um, And with queues going through main walkways, it kind of screws things up. As well as... Like they pass you, they have cast members doing the weird passing thing with ropes because they have the queue broken up. Oh, okay. Okay. So they stop traffic. (laughs) That's crazy. What about like Space Mountain? They do stuff like that too or? No, because they have so much, so much outdoor space. Oh, so they could just let, let people wait outside first. Yeah. In the hot. Before they go in. (laughs) Yeah. In the hot. Was it, were you guys melting out there waiting (laughs) in the Space Mountain queue? Our space line was probably 30 minutes, so it wasn't that long. We kind of timed it so that we didn't have to wait too long outside. Yeah, yeah, especially in the heat. (laughs) Yeah, it was surprisingly nice that weekend. Um, I was looking at Bay Area temperatures and it was like in the 80s where we were down in SoCal and it was like in the 70s. Oh, you had better weather over there. We had a lot better (laughs) weather. I was like, oh, good thing we came here. Yeah, it was really hot over here. So what? Uh, so what did you? Uh, what about like smugglers? Did they give you guys your own cockpit? Like everybody, you guys got one. Yes, we had our own. I mean, we were close to being full. We had a five-person party. 
Oh, okay. Yeah. Just one off. <laughs> mm-hmm. Just one off. But unfortunately, we didn't get to do the Chewy hack because we were one off, you know? Oh, right. Yeah. You need six to yeah. do every, put it, press all the buttons. Mm-hmm. Right. So were they were they doing that too with other parties? Like if there's a party of two, both just are pilots and everything yep. else is auto? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's whatever whatever party uh, position you want it to be. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Pretty cool. But it probably made the lines really long too, huh? <laughs> Smugglers... Yeah, I mean, they use the back area, but it still wasn't more than maybe 60 minutes during that weekend. Wow, that's a, that's not bad at all. Yeah. That's not bad at all. It felt long, though. <laughs> and uh, Hondo doesn't talk to you. He's uh, They skip a lot of pre-show, uh, especially for Rotor. Uh, Rise of the Resistance, they skip the Ray BB-8 pre-show. They kind of just funnel you right into the, the transporter um, and then immediately onto the, the destroyer. Wow, that's um, that's pretty interesting that they're you know skipping things. Yeah, because it was the fifteen minute cap for indoor. Oh, being indoor. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that's why a lot of the lines are outdoors, and then they skip pre shows to to shorten that time. But I have no idea how they got around with Rise of the Resistance because you you go into the transporter and then you do the whole you know we're we're being pulled in blah 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 and you know that whole scene. And then you go onto another line that's indoor and they cue you. But I mean, you're still indoors and it feels like longer than 15 minutes. So I'm not really sure how they get around that. Yeah, that's got to be longer, right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, it didn't turn out too bad, right? You guys are fine. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we're vaccinated. but Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's that's interesting that they're doing stuff like that. It's going to be interesting to see what happens after. It just they're probably just going to. Say forget about it, everybody. Everybody back in the lines and everything. <laughs> yeah, um, I've heard that at Walt Disney World they've reduced the distance to three feet. Yep. And then maybe they're gonna take that same approach here in California. I don't think they're com- completely gonna do away with everything. I know they're gonna stop doing temperature checks because that took a lot of time to get into the parks. Uh, I mean, they're quick at it. But it's still, I mean, you're doing one party at a time. Right, yeah. Oh, those temperature checks. I, I remember for Touch of Disney, it was just like, okay, yeah, temperature check all of us. And that was, uh, that was a wait. <laughs> yeah, but Touch of Disney, I felt like it was a better experience just because their capacity management was a lot better. And they had enough cast members, you know, to cater to you. I don't know. I felt a lot safer at Touch of Disney than my recent trip. Yeah, they did have a lot less crowd too, mm-hmm. probably because they wanted, they, you know, it's just for food. So, yeah, I feel like it was also the fact that a lot of people were sitting down, you know, before they were, you know, not a lot of people walking around during Touch of Disney. Yeah, because what could they do? Get the food and then sit down and eat the food, right? Yeah. There's no exactly. rides. There's <laughs> no rides. You could take pictures. Yeah. And then that's it, right? Yeah. Uh, one of the things that I was upset at during this trip was, you know, they were pretty strict about having designated dining areas. So you can't take your mask off and you can't eat while walking. But there were a lot of parties or not a lot, but a couple of parties that they were eating in line, like either in front of us or behind us. And cast members saw them and they're like, oh, sir, you have to keep your mask on. And they're like, well, we're eating. And the cast member wasn't like, well, you can't do that, you know? So So they were not being firm about They weren't being firm. The rules. Right. Yeah. <laughs> they should have said, I understand that, but there are designated spots. You can leave the line and eat and then come back, but they just let them. And they probably saw what happened at Disney World and they're like, ah, it's not worth it. Yeah. <laughs> Where you know they the the people were walking around and eating and they were telling them, Hey, you can't do that and then they, they got into fights and stuff. Oh man. These you yeah. know, entitled people. 
Yeah. There was somebody that um, we overheard. Uh, they were walking in the prom on the like esplanade um, without their mask because they were trying to take a picture. And then a cast member told you need to put your mask on even when taking pictures. You're not allowed to take it off unless you're eating or drinking in a designated dining area. <laughs> and the guy after they took the picture while they were walking was saying, what are they going to do? Kick me out. <laughs> and in my head, I'm like, uh, yeah, <laughs> they have that in their power. It's the Disney it's Disney rules. You know, yeah. once you get in their their area, you have to follow their rules. Right? Yeah, it's written on the ticket. They can take that privilege away. Yeah. So in, in Florida, they've relaxed the masks for outdoors. Mm-hmm. You know, like they say, you don't need to wear it outdoors. Yeah. Do you think, do you see that happening by the time you go in July where they're going to relax that? Probably. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still going to wear it. Yeah, yeah, especially when there's big crowds, right? You, yeah, you wanna you wanna have something, right? Yeah, I mean the mask is more to protect other people. It's proven by the CDC. It's not really to protect you because the particles are so small for COVID that they can pass through your mask. It's more to protect other people. Yeah, exactly. So hey, I'm doing it for you. If they're yeah. gonna be like, why are you wearing a mask? Well, I'm doing it for you, man. Yeah, <laughs> I'm vaccinated, but I'm gonna wear a mask. So there you have it. All right. So uh, overall enjoyable experience going. yeah it was it was a fun trip it's always fun to go back home to disneyland and um you know it it really puts things into perspective during a global pandemic that it's it's definitely a privilege to be able to go into a park and have time with your family and not really worry about the outside world and i feel like that's part of that was part of Walt's dream before to set your worries aside and just be present with your family um, and to build that space. So, you know, I, I think that we're getting back to normal and hopefully, you know, people appreciate it and um, don't yell at cast members. One cast member was saying, um, you know, that one thank you made my day and erased all of the people yelling at me. And we talked to the cast member and we're like, you know what, you're doing an amazing job. So thank you. So appreciate them. Yeah, you know, it, as a former cast member, it, you always appreciate when somebody says thank you or you're doing a good job, right? Because most of the time you're getting yelled at. Yeah, so like, exactly. <laughs> so when the person goes and says thank you and you're like, oh, I, I enjoy I, I I appreciate you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The cast members, they work thankless jobs, you know, and they're trying to make you have a great magical experience. So they're the magic. Exactly, exactly. All right. So anything you want to? Tell our listeners. Yeah. I'm closing here. I hope uh, you guys enjoyed listening to my trip review. And um, I hope you are staying safe and continue to stay safe. If you're able and willing, please get vaccinated. If you haven't already, it will help like get rid of this this disease from our country. So um, I appreciate you all. And I hope that you continue to stay safe and enjoy all the Disney coming to you. There's more movies coming out soon. Oh, yeah, definitely. All right. So, yeah, I'd like to thank all the listeners for tuning into this episode. And on behalf of Rissa, I'd like to say, keep your watches synced to Disney time. See ya. Bye. Disney.